1: Today I have with me the great Marcus Gentry, otherwise known as Dr. Respect. Marcus is a public speaker and innovator known for his strategic use of Socratic reasoning as a tool to help lead his audiences to experience a conscious awakening and manage transitions. Mr. Gentry is a certified alcohol and drug counselor and an approved contractor for the federal government through the System for Award Management, SAM. Mr. Gentry also serves as a consultant and cadre speaker for the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Guard and Reserve Affairs. He has also developed a system for self-discovery, which is what I want to talk with him about today. Welcome, Marcus, and thank you for joining us to talk about self-discovery and your unique approach to it.
0: Thank you so much, Kim. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really honored to have the opportunity to talk about something that I'm so passionate about with someone who's passionate about the exact same thing. So I'm, I'm glad to be here.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. So let's get to it. Okay. Do you have a preferred method of self-discovery that you use with yourself and with people that you work with?
0: Yes, I would say I do. The preferred method that I use I would actually describe it as a lifestyle of curiosity for self-discovery. I've learned that when you become a student of life, then everybody that you meet becomes a teacher. And every experience that you have becomes a tool that can help you discover something about yourself if you're willing to ask the questions. And so I've learned that being curious is good. And the reason why I've added lifestyle, and that's something recently I've added, not just being curious, because you can be curious for a day, but to to have a lifestyle of curiosity. And there's, there's an expression that I, I learned from a man by the name of Bishop Carlton Pearson. And he says, ask the questions, and when you get the answer, question the answer. The question the answers that you get. That's what I started doing. So if you have a lifestyle, it's not about just trying to find something controversial to look at, but it's really about questioning beliefs, behaviors, practices, habits that you have, patterns that you have, that I have, and see whether they, they make sense. Where did they come from? Are they worth keeping? Are they worth changing? I would say that lifestyle of being curious, being courageous enough to be curious to ask the questions and make the necessary
1: adjustments. Wonderful. That sounds really interesting. I love the idea of curiosity. What is one of your recommended tools for someone looking for self-discovery?
0: I have a few things that I think about someone who is looking for self-discovery, and I'm going to share what that is. But even as you're just saying it now, what comes to mind is Dr. Brene Brown. And that wasn't originally my thought, but that came to mind because I, I love her work and what she does. And the word is vulnerability and allowing yourself or that person who is willing to get on a path of self-discovery to allow themselves to be vulnerable enough to be open to what could possibly be in self-discovery because you may find some new things it it may be scary at some different points so there's something that i have also there's a tool that works with that and i call it a gps system which is gentry's processing system There's a few areas that a person can use, and I find this will help in self-discovery, managing if you've gotten blocked and trying to go forward with what you're trying to accomplish or goals that you're trying to set for yourself. If you can do these things, I have found few reversals of this that doesn't work. The first thing is making sure that you have enough information. So going to what I call the fifth level of inquiry about something that you're looking into, whether it's a belief, whether it's a behavior, something that you're looking to accomplish. Have you really asked all the questions so that you have information from different sides of the spectrum and looking at what it is. Information and understanding. So that pairs with understanding because we are in a society and a time where we get an overload of information and we don't always understand Understand what that is. So if you can get some information, necessary information and try to have an understanding about what that is, that's a good step in moving towards discovering who you are, discovering what problems might be in the way, discovering what goals you possibly want to set for yourself on a path of self-discovery. The next part of that is having wisdom. Wisdom is something that's uniquely different because now this is about having the skills to apply the information. Because if you have the information, but you don't have the wisdom, the skill of how to effectively apply that knowledge, the information you have, the understanding you have in the right place at the right time, because there is a time and place for all things. When you develop the skills that will help you use the information you have on the path of self-discovery, development, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. The next area is something that I think is not talked about very much, and that's audacity. And I'll go ahead and partner that with the word courage that people are a little bit more comfortable, more familiar with. And that's the audacity to do what's necessary to accomplish a goal, whether it's to manage stress, whether it's to examine practice that you may have had, a belief that you have, a relationship that you may have been involved in or be involved in. Family, friends, business wise, otherwise, but have the audacity to look at it and question it and say what has to be said and having the courage to do that. Mind you, I didn't say the fearlessness because there are things I think that fear element is a natural part that comes up in all of us, that emotion of fear. But it's not about operating without fear, but it's operating in a courageous manner with audacity to go after what's important. Even if it's something that no one else that you know of has accomplished, or even if you have naysayers, and there's always going to be naysayers out there that's discouraging, the audacity to go forward. The last one that's a part of this tool is discipline and determination. The discipline to fight for what's important and fight against those negative forces, to focus on what's truly essential for you in the path of where you are today, and to follow through. Because many people look good in the beginning, but how do you look after you've been engaged in that process for a period of time? To summarize it, having the information and understanding that you need, having the wisdom to apply it, having the audacity and courage that's necessary, and lastly, having the discipline and determination to follow through.
1: That's quite a system.
0: (laughs) It's a
1: GPS. (laughs) (laughs) When you use the word audacity, I'm reminded of Barack Obama's book, Audacity of Hope. Mm-hmm. Does hope come into play in any of your system?
0: When I think of hope, especially when you just said it, what comes to mind is the rule of fours, I believe it's called, that you can only live so long without air, without water, without food. And the last one is without hope. So I think a person who becomes hopeless, it makes it difficult for them to discover anything about themselves, their path, even to go forward, to have the energy to do what has to be done. I think that plays a part. And so then that kind of goes into things that could interfere with a person being able to discover where they are.
1: Last year, one of the things that I did during COVID was to get certified as a clinical professional trauma specialist. Mm -hmm. One of the main two things that need to be in place is the clinician needs to display hope that the person can, in fact, recover and get better until the person themselves believe that they can. So I'm thinking with people Mm -hmm. doing your GPS system, in order to really take that to heart and implement it, they would have to believe and hope, if you will, that Mm. they have what it takes to actually be able to improve. Some people think they're stuck. They play a victim role. And I think this whole self-discovery, like you said, involves courage. It does. The ability to really look at yourself and know what needs to change.
0: Right. That's a major piece in being able to get to a healthy place, to be willing to look in the mirror and have that careful examination. Just to the point of trauma, that's one of the barriers that keeps people from being able to go forward. They've been traumatized. There's a book that I just finished reading, The Untethered Soul. It was just talking about how some of the the causes for people not going forward is that they are being held down by a trauma, either physical or an emotional trauma that keeps them tied down to where they can't progress and go forward. And I recently heard that rejection, the feeling of rejection creates the same kind of trauma that a physical trauma actually causes in a person's life. An expert that I was researching recently and came across that information that's interesting. So your trauma, that's a good subject to. A lot of people are experiencing that and not even aware of how it's playing out in so many other areas of life.
1: Right. I would really like to underscore that their belief that they can't progress and go forward is just that a belief that maybe Mm -hmm. if they use your GPS system, they could develop the audacity Mm -hmm. of hope that Mm -hmm. maybe they could actually go forward. They just need the proper information. So it's back to your first step. Do you have the information? Do you have the wisdom to apply it? Yeah. I really like that GPS system. It makes a lot of sense. You already mentioned trauma, but I was going to ask you about some barriers you encounter to self-discovery. What would prevent a person from either getting on or progressing on this path?
0: I have to refer to Peter Brock's book, The Answer to How is Yes. And I often mention this because it was so profound for me. He said that oftentimes we ask how to do things way too soon. He says, the first thing that we need to be able to do is say yes to certain areas. One, can you say yes to the fact that you really have a passion for wanting to discover where you are? If we can't say, yes, yeah, I'm really passionate about this matter of self-discovery and growth and development, then no matter what we see here, no matter what somebody else says, we're not going to do anything because we're really not that passionate about it. It's something that we would like if it happens to fall in our laps, but we don't have a strong passion about self-discovery. And one of the good ways to look at that is just think about the last seven days and what we have done on that path on our own. If we can not really come up with something, then it may not be something that we're passionate about, but it's something that we would like if it happens. The first thing that's a barrier, people are really passionate in many cases about doing that. Second, he says that there has to be a reason why it's important. So a purpose has to be clear. So if you don't know why it's really beneficial that you get on this path of self-discovery and advancement, you don't have a solid reason why it's important. When it gets a little difficult, you're not going to do all that's necessary to make it happen because really you're not sure why it's that important, especially if you believe you're making out pretty well. As you are. I'm doing pretty good. Why do I need to do anything different? And then you've surrounded yourself with people who are of that same mind doing some of the same thing. The passion and the purpose has to be there to be able to do that. Another area he says you got to be willing to put in the work. I got an email from a client that I was working with. At part of his email signature, it said something that I really love it said that success doesn't come overnight, it comes over time. That is so strong and good because the same thing is true here. A lot of people are looking for quick fixes, something that's going to come together right now and immediately. And if you aren't willing to put in the necessary work that's involved in self-discovery, you won't do what has to be done. You know, I'm a fan of Socratic teaching and Socrates. One of his popular quotes is the unexamined life is not worth living. So you have to be willing, passionate about wanting to examine life. However, recently I heard Dr. Cornell West in quoting Socrates in The Unexamined Life. He said, yes, even though the unexamined life may not be worth living, sometimes the examined life is too painful for some people to want to look at. I thought that was great because it's true to look at where you really are. Some people don't want to do that. They'd rather live in the state that they're in. That's why a lot of people, when they know things aren't going well, they don't want to look at it. If they know they've eaten wrong, they don't necessarily want to get on the scale. It hasn't changed. They just don't want to get on it. They haven't eaten properly as far as salt. So they don't want to check their blood pressure or check their sugar level. And now the change would be difficult. That's a part of it. The the last piece I'll just add in, and that's a mindset. Some don't have a mindset of discovery or, or lifestyle of doing that. They'll do it for a moment. New Year's resolution. They will adopt something for a few months. But a lifestyle change is something very different. That's why I began this conversation with the lifestyle of curiosity, not something that you do on occasion.
1: It's not the moment of curiosity. Right, right. (laughs) right. No, right. Not a moment. All right. How much of a role do you think education plays, either in person or virtual, with a person trying to increase self-discovery?
0: I think education has a, a major role because of what you can learn through education. But what I talk about when I say education is what I refer to as supreme education. I'm talking about education that allows people to live a happy and contented life. I'm not necessarily talking about an education that you can, in the end, put in a book or on a wall. I'm talking about a supreme education, which is a knowledge of yourself. So that discovery of your own identity, who you are, if you do not have a good sense of who you are, you will start to associate yourself possibly with what you have, the kind of car you drive, the kind of home you live in, the family you may or may not have come from any number of other things other than the essence of your character. You may associate it with the letters that you have in or behind or in front of your name. And when you lose those things, who are you at your core? What makes up the core character and principles of who you are? A supreme education begins with an in-depth, deep dive into self-discovery. Who am I? I have many exciting classes that I teach. One of them has to do with life lessons from an airport. And one of the first areas of that is making sure that you have your proper ID, because in very practical terms, you can't go forward unless you have proper identification. And it's the same thing in life. So education begins with knowing who you are. The next part of education, true supreme education, as I refer to it, is knowing how to feed, clothe, shelter, and protect yourself in any environment. Many people who may have secular types of education don't know how to take care of themselves when the environment changes. Do you know how to feed, clothe, shelter, and protect yourself in any environment that you're coming in? I know we don't have all day to have our discussion here, but I will talk about just the feeding part, which has to do with diet. Our diet is so important in terms of education. I'm not just talking about the physical food that we eat. What we eat is important. How we eat, how we drink is important to keep this body functioning as it should, but also what we consume intellectually. What are we watching? What are we reading? What are we paying attention to on social media? Where is our intake coming from in terms of those areas? Because our intake will determine how we speak, how we respond, how we think. The old saying, what you feed your mind controls how you think, how you think controls how you act. What are we feeding our minds as being just so important? That's how I think true education ties into that. When you start looking at happiness, many of the lessons I learned from my father who lived to be one month away from 199 years old, I learned that contentment and happiness was not based on a five car garage, but having healthy relationships around being in as good of health as you can possibly be. An old lady told me one time when I saw her in a grocery store and we just exchanged a very casual greeting and I said, how are you doing? She said, well, they say as long as I'm in my right mind, I'm all right. And that means so much when you think of people who have left the amusement park of life and didn't have what would be considered their right mind. They experienced Alzheimer's or dementia or some deteriorating health. Education, understanding the value of the journey, not just the destination. So that's why I, when I think of education, that stands out the way families of old lived in small homes, or they could make a dollar out of a dime, as they would say, or know how to feed a large family off of a small amount and still be happy at the end of the day. Those are gifts. It doesn't mean that you have to be poor or destitute to be happy, but it means you are educated enough to know what an asset is truly and what's a liability in life.
1: I like that. I'm sure you probably have a system to help people figure that out too.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. if they bring me in, I'll, I'll work with them over time to work it out. <laughs> I
1: think that's a really important point too, because there are a lot of people, you and I are both speakers. And I know that there's a mm-hmm. lot of companies and organizations that want to bring us in to teach everything we know in an hour. One hour, yes. yeah. <laughs> and it's just a little bit sad, yeah, yeah, to think that that's the kind of investment they want to make in their employees. It's more of a check the box yeah. system than it is actually looking for change and growth.
0: That, that is so true. And that's one of the key questions that I ask with almost every individual or company that I get to work with, what are you willing to do to get what you want? What are you willing to do? Even if I'm speaking to an audience and I have that luxury of time, when I ask what it is that they want to get out of it, what are they willing to do to get what they say they want? Yeah. How how willing are you to invest in that?
1: Mm -hmm. My last question I have for you regarding the GPS system and personal self-discovery is How have the events of the last two years impacted your personal journey of self-discovery?
0: I would say pretty seriously. I lost my father during this time. He made his transition in 2020. That's within the last two years. I realized the importance of having supportive people and even cheerleaders around you during difficult times. There are some people who, meaning well, will say things like, man, listen, if you have any problems, if you need any help, just give me a call. What I learned in the last two years about myself personally, is there are lows that you can hit, which I personally experienced, where you can't even pick up the phone and call. It's so important that you have people around you who are connected truly to you And we'll just reach out without you having to call say, well, I do need some help today. But just reach out as how you doing and be interested in hearing what the answer is. I know people also call, ask how you're doing, only so they can get to tell you what's going on with them. I'm really interested. You can tell them I was on the moon today. I picked up a few rocks. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let me tell you what happened with me. And they'll go right on. I know people like that. They go right on with whatever's going on. So having those supportive people around you is so important. I was watching a football game, and I'm not a football enthusiast, but happened to be watching a game a few weeks ago. It was raining. I was watching some fans in the stand with raincoats on and over their heads, and they were cheering or lamenting when the team that they were rooting for was either doing well or lost. And all of a sudden, I saw it differently as a student here. And I thought that was so important for the fans to be there for the players. That kind of fan is important in our life as well. Someone who's willing to stand in the rain with us to cheer when things are going well, and to feel the pain empathetically when we are going through something. And in my last two years, I discovered that I found friends. There are some friends that stand closer than family. True supporters are not identified just by bloodline. You may discover that some bloodline may not be as close to you or you to them as some friends might actually be but being open to recognize that. And that's what the last couple of years has made me realize, has made me realize the preciousness of every second that we have alive and that we have with people who are important in our lives. Let them know you appreciate them because you just don't know what somebody is going through. I've seen, in addition to my own losses, I've seen so many other people experience loss and some of them handled it well, some of them did not handle it very well. They've lost either lives of someone close to them or their health or a measure of health or business or something like that. I've seen some be very resilient and bounce back, but not everybody. And I've had a chance to look in the faces of those people close up as well as looking in the mirror at my own challenges and being grateful every moment I wake up in my right mind. Mm
1: I would imagine that having those cheerleaders and close friends in your life means that you are also a cheerleader and close friend to others.
0: 100%. I thrive and it fuels me to be able to help and inspire someone to help them see themselves, especially people who are looking for that. And they discover that they have a gift or ability that they maybe didn't know they had and they're able to grow or make it over a difficult period. Oh, I'm fueled by that. I'm fueled by that. When I lay down at night, I hope that I have been able to touch the lives of someone by something I've said or done or shared with them.
1: Beautiful. Before we close out, I just want to give you the opportunity, if there's anything else you'd like to add that we haven't already talked about.
0: What I would add is that what I tie in together is music, theatrical presentations, as well as education. I was told at one time by an individual that you can't do both. Self-discovery it helped me understand that that might have been true for them, but not necessarily true for me. As a recording artist, I have recorded music that is for the purpose of empowering. So some of the songs that I have written is to uplift. I have a song called It's All in Order, so you don't have to worry and rush through life. And we see a lot of people rushing right now in traffic. Things are crazier than it's been recently. People are rushing and anxious. We don't have to rush through life. So I have a song called It's All in Order and a song called There's a Time. And it just speaks to there's a time for everything, a time to hold on. There's a time just to let go. Sometimes you just need someone's hand to hold on to who understands. And that's a part of a song. The intention of that is to inspire as well to go forward. I have a merchandise line that does the same thing it's merchandise with a meaning. So I have a determination line, a power line. Uh, respect line, of course, because that's the foundation of everything I talk about. One of my most recent lines is called breathe easy because it's just so important just to breathe easy whenever something is going on so that we don't get overwhelmed, breathe easy.
1: That's an important message coming out of COVID and all of the breathing problems that people have had, not only people who are suffering with the illness, but also the people that love them.
0: Yeah. That's true.
1: I know that this is normally quite a busy time for you professionally. We didn't talk about it, but do you want to share some of the things that you usually do around this time? So if people are looking for a presenter on that topic, they might want to connect with you.
0: Thank you for that opportunity to share that. So typically I do a piece that's called I Have a Dream, A King's Journey. I've been doing that piece for well over 20 years. I consistently did it here in the city of Chicago at the very famous DuSable Museum of African-American History for 12 years consistently. So it's a piece that I do that chronicles the people and events that impact the life of Martin Luther King Jr. from his birth till his assassination in 1968. And I introduced those characters. But during the COVID experience, I did a lot of it virtually. And I was able to focus in on the principles that he lived by, his integrity, his courageousness, and some of the other principles that he lived by. I've shared that at multiple colleges, like I said, in person and virtually because even right now, we don't know whether venues are going to open up or to what extent they're going to open. But I love being able to do that piece because what I stress throughout is what would you have done? It's not just a story to entertain. And unfortunately, unfortunately, Many people have hired me to come in to do that, to check the box for the so-called Black History Month or to have a piece of information, but not really look at, okay, what are we prepared to do now? Because I strongly contend that knowledge is not power until we do something with it. So when I tell the story as I'm telling the story and bringing to life characters that most people have not even heard about, but the ones that were instrumental behind Martin Luther King Jr. becoming the man that we came to know, I always ask the question, now that you know this, as young people, what are you going to do? As women, what are you prepared to do? What are we as a human race prepared to do with that information? And I am, as they would say, locked and loaded. (laughs) And I'm ready to go and unleash this content and share it with as many people around the planet that I can possibly have an opportunity to share this information with. And we'll just see whether the environment allows me to do it in person or to do it more virtually, but I am prepared to do it either way, just to share with those who are interested in learning more and finding out the relevance of what happened then to what's happening today. And there absolutely is a relevance and connection.
1: Yes. As a person who has heard you perform that piece multiple times, I get something new and different out of it every time because I know you never do it twice the same same way. way. I do not. I would highly recommend it. In fact, if you want a little audition piece, you can go to YouTube and put in Marcus Gentry, A Medley of King's Speeches. And you'll hear some of his talent because he didn't say so, but he's been an actor in another life. I'm sure he still is an actor if he gets an opportunity, but (laughs) he takes his theatrical expertise and really puts it to use in this piece in particular. So if you're looking for a program, it doesn't have to be for African-American History Month or Dr. King's birthday, any time of the year, this man is someone that you will never regret bringing in. I can promise you that. Thank you if people do want to reach you, Marcus, if they have any questions or they're interested in hiring you for something, where can they reach you? What's the best way?
0: The best way, number one, is MarcusGentry.com. MarcusGentry.com puts you right there. If you are looking to get any of the other aspects of what I do in terms of the music or the merchandise, GentryExclusives.com would be the place to go for that. MarcusGentry.com for speaking, booking, all that information is there, bio, all that content is there, or Gentry Exclusives, which will give you access to music links, as well as the Gentry Exclusive collection.
1: Wonderful. Includes so includes just-
0: home decor.
1: Oh, lovely. That's something I didn't know about. I'll be sure and put that in the show notes.
0: Thank you.
1: I wanted to take this moment to thank you very much for out of your busy schedule, spending this time with us and sharing with our audience about your GPS system and other things that you do. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. The
0: pleasure has been mine. Thank you for the opportunity. As you know, I love talking about this stuff and helping people to self-discover.
1: You are very welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. I also hope you'll join me next week when I'll be interviewing a happiness expert, Teresa Greco. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then.
0: This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at lifeequalschoices.com or listen wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget, remember to subscribe.